Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Jake Okorowski here. We're going to go straight into it like we normally do with our conversation with inside linebacker Jack Sitchie, our second of two episodes this week on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. And you're also going to hear the voice of the Polish rifle Scott Wisniewski, my tag team partner on the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza, Bucky's Fifth Quarter's other podcast that covers Wisconsin sports more broadly with the Packers, Brewers, Bucks, etc. But without further ado, here is inside linebacker Jack Sitchie on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition it's a simulcast, basically. It's two shows, uh, the Bucky's Fifth Podcast, as well as the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza, both brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter, where you can go for your Wisconsin Badgers news, news notes, analysis. And uh, really, we've had you know Austin Ramish on, Natrell Jamerson, uh, Joe Ferguson we're speaking to later. And now we are really happy to have on Jack Sitchie, inside linebacker, Wisconsin Badgers, now headed to the NFL Jack, I have to ask you, and I've asked Austin and Natrell this. I'll ask Joe about this later. How many frequent flyer miles have you had recently? Um, I've had a, a fair amount. Um, from the ever since the bowl game, flying from Miami to Phoenix, and then Phoenix to Indianapolis for the combine, and then Indianapolis to Madison via Chicago, <laughs> and then I just went Madison, Chicago, Indy. Um, to Indy, Chicago, Madison, and then I went up to um, the Minneapolis a couple times, and I went up to Green Bay once. So we've we've made the rounds uh, for sure. Now, Jack, I wanted to ask you this too because it's hard for people like Jake and myself to to comprehend and kind of put it in perspective. So you've done all of your travel now, and now you're just waiting the next week and a half for the draft. So can you describe the anticipation and kind of what it feels like as you get ready for uh, uh, for what's coming up next week? Uh, it's just a lot of unknown. I mean, I, uh, I'm, I'm the workouts and the visits have died down, so I'm uh, I'm pretty open now i guess i mean i i wake up i go work out and, uh, in the weight room and i run and then i mean it's just a lot of waiting around after after that i'm i don't have anything planned after noon on most days so it's kind of just um keeping busy keeping your mind busy not necessarily thinking about it but um yeah i mean even when i do think about it i i can't really fret too much because there's just so much that i don't know so it's um I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of give and take, I guess. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned on that on that. I'd ask you, how, how's the knee? Uh, how, how's the the ACL? We saw you do some work, uh, you know, some position work, and then also ran some drills at Wisconsin's pro day back in in mid March. I mean, how, how's your rehab? How's the progression? Where are you at right now? Um, I mean, it's it's been really good. Uh, it's noticeably better by each day, so that's definitely very Skip. encouraging. And, um, I mean, it feels really good. Uh, I, I was able to do some stuff at Pro Day, but now I'm pretty much able to do just about everything. Um, and it's just kind of gradually working that back. And, and it's each day it's, it's more comfortable and it's a little more um, pain-free. Uh, and it's really not even that painful. It's just kind of getting over those mental barriers where I'm, I'm kind of mentally cautious about some, some movements but um, I'd say I'm right around 95% right now. And by the time minicamp or OTAs roll around, I'll be 
I'll be a hundred percent, which I'm extremely excited about. We're with Jack Sitchie here on Bucky's fifth podcast and the Kabasa King sports extravaganza. And, you know, I mean, we, you know, we are, you talked about your frequent flyer miles and your trips and, you know, there are reports out there back, uh, you know, I think it was last week about you potentially visiting green Bay for a visit. Uh, first off, may we ask if you, if you could confirm that you visited, visited title town and, uh, did you drive up, fly up there? And were there any badger teammates there with you? Yeah. Um, we, uh, me, Garrett, and Natrell drove up, must have been last Wednesday, and um, drove up, kind of took it all in, and then drove back down that same day. Wow. So, wow, that's a, a pretty nice day trip there, I would think. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you a little bit before we, we kind of talk about your future. I want to talk a, a little bit about the legacy and the team you're leaving behind. I mean, uh, that Badger defense has been stellar uh, over the course of your career. Uh, they're going to lose some starters, seven starters, and some other contributors. When you look at what's left, though, and you look at, at that coaching staff and, and how good of a job Jim, Jim Leonard's done, how do you feel about the players that are going to be jumping into some of those key roles as you uh, as you and, uh, and others move on? I'm excited for him. I mean, I think so much of what Wisconsin does is development. And um, it, it doesn't always happen in the off season. Like you saw guys toward the end of the season really come out on the scene. You saw all of our receivers kind of next man up and, and really answering the call whenever, whenever they're needed. And, and you saw the last couple of games of the season, Van Ginkle really kind of stepping out into, into his own role and kind of solidifying his own place. Um, as a starter, and uh, I just think that that's going to be awesome. I mean, you got you you still got a, a, a skeleton of, of seasoned guys. You got Alive anchoring the D line. He's going to be a four year starter. You got TJ and Ryan, and then you got Dakota in each level. And I think you're just going to be able to build around that. And and that's what the spring ball I think has always been good for is is those the, giving the coaches time to to really develop those players, whether it's in the weight room the meeting room around the field. And with that too, we'll, we'll stay on topic definitely with the, with the team before we talk about, you know, your workouts and, and your post Badger uh, career, what you've done so far since, you know, January, uh, you know, the inside linebackers, obviously, you know, you mentioned, you know, TJ, you know, Edwards, all American, Ryan Conley, uh, Chris, or, you know, the inside linebackers, it's a stout group and, and there's depth uh, and almost an embarrassment of riches for Wisconsin in that point. Like, where do you see that position group in general, or, you know, specifically, where do you see those players growing and, and excelling this upcoming season? Um, I think what's going to be big for, for them is just kind of accepting their roles and really taking command of that defense. Um, not to say that they haven't done it in the past, but I think, especially for Ryan and TJ, um, that senior campaign, um, sometimes people make more of it than it actually is, but your senior year means a lot. And that's um, there's something to be said for that. And I think how those guys are able to really understand the ins and outs of the defense and the game and how they're able to better the players around them is going to be going to be really telling. But uh, I have the utmost confidence in those guys. And, and I'm excited to, to watch them really kind of um, take control. So when you, you look at your, the way your career you've had and the style of football that you play, 
when you were growing up or even in your college career, are there certain players that you mold your game after or, or certain players that you looked up to either as contemporaries or, or players you watched as you were learning the game? Um, not, not really in high school. Uh, I do know when I, um, my freshman year, when we, uh, we played Ohio state and I kind of got to see Ryan Shazier and kind of Chris Bowen, not necessarily going at it head to head, but, both of them had tremendous games, and I got to see how, how two great linebackers were able to play and kind of rise in big moments. I think that's something that I definitely took with me and um, definitely tried to model my game after. If not so much their, their style of play is, is for sure rising to the occasion in those big kind of spotlight and marquee moments. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, we're – you're, you're training now, and I mean, you said you went down to Phoenix. That was at Exos, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Correct. And, and and I mean, with with the injury, I mean, how did it modify that normal training regimen that you had? You know, from I mean, compared to what you would maybe would have done if you would have, you know, had you know the, the healthy knee there. Like, what was the? How did they help you work back? You know, from that knee injury and, and continue your progression while you know still trying to get you ready for for things coming up and you know what you did at pro day. Um, honestly, I was far enough along in my rehab where I wasn't necessarily specifically focused on just rehabbing. Um, definitely I worked with the physical therapy team there to do some, some plyometrics and kind of keep progressing that knee in certain ways. But I participated in everything. Um, just a lot of the stuff I was not a hundred percent at, and I would be going through all the drills, just some of them while everyone else is doing a hundred percent, I'd maybe be doing 80%, just kind of. Um, it was, I, and I, I wasn't able to really do the, the 40 yard dash or, or some of those things, but I think that working through the technique was extremely beneficial for me to be able to kind of reprogram my knee and re teach it some of those movements that, um, you lose after surgery. So I'm, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't working some of the stuff hundred percent as far as, uh, what I could do, but I was working everything, um, and trying to kind of reprogram my body that way. I have a question about some of the teams you've, you've had a chance to work out for. And um, I, I know that you had mentioned that you had a meeting with the Vikings set up when, when people talk to you at pro day, but are, are you able to share or willing to share some of the other teams you may have uh, either worked out for or met with or, or had uh, deep conversations with? Um, I worked out for um, obviously everyone who was at pro day. And then I, the, I specifically worked out for the Cowboys, Lions and Falcons. And um, it was good kind of because each one of those, I was further along in my process and I was able to comfortably do more. So I was extremely happy that I was able to kind of showcase um, my progress on the field and uh, how I moved around as well as kind of be able to show off a little bit in the classroom to, to kind of show how my football IQ has developed. And with that too, did you and then take it? You, did you take that trip up to Minneapolis then as well with the Vikings? And were there any other... Yeah, other trips as well. No, I um I was with the Vikes and the Pack, and then I was in Indianapolis for medical rechecks. But um, those were the only two visits with the Vikings and the Packers. Excellent. I mean, what, oh, go ahead, Scotty. No, I'm I'm sorry. You know, I'm always curious too because we've talked to over the over the course of six years a lot of players that were kind of in this position where they're awaiting the draft and whatnot. Um, was there any um 
odd or, 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 or kind of off the cuff questions that you might have been asked that you weren't expecting? Because I know sometimes GMs and, and, and player personnel folks like to throw some some curveballs at, at, at players. Um, not exactly. One thing I noticed. Um, one thing I noticed that me and kind of Leon and Garrett talked about is if you didn't have many or any off the field issues or red flags off the field, um, they focus more kind of just on a broad, uh, life and like kind of, how's your family? Tell me about how you got to college. And then you were able to really talk football more. So I guess that's one thing I was definitely grateful for was I, I got to kind of focus on, um, just who I was as a person. And then I got to talk football. So that was, uh, that was beneficial in my case, I, I think. I mean, with that too, Jack, and maybe, you know, focusing on that, you know, your, your story, you know, walk on, you, you, you redshirt your second year, and then you come back and you, you start, and then you overcome the, the, you know, the injuries that you've had. And, not, you know, now you're less than, you know, what you're about almost a week away from, from the NFL draft. I mean, what, have you had a chance to kind of reflect on that journey that you've had and, and, and just seeing just how far you've come and, and still what's ahead for you? Definitely. Um, I was just thinking about it today and um, uh, yesterday. I mean, I'm, I'm having to pack my apartment up now. And, and I mean, I've packed it up and moved a couple blocks over in Madison the past couple of years. But now I'm, I'm moving out of Madison for good. And it's, it's definitely a time for reflection. And it's, um, it's kind of all hit me now that now my four and a half, five years here are, are, are done. And that's um, something that when I left in December, I didn't really think about because I knew I was coming back for, for a couple months at least. So leaving for the, the final time in the near future, at least, um, definitely uh, is bringing back those memories and it's given me some opportunities to reflect, which I'm, I'm grateful for. So uh, here's an interesting uh, question. I, have you given it any thought yet? Where are you going to be watching the draft? Are you going to watch any of it? Are you going to watch... A uh, couple days of it. Are you going to be with family? Are you going to be with friends? Because everybody's kind of um, got a different routine for for draft day. Yeah, and uh, I'm not. I, I'm. I'll pay attention to it on Thursday, but I'm going to a movie on Thursday night. Um, the new Avengers comes out, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Oh yeah, nice. But um, I got I got a couple buddies that um, I train with or who I know that might go first round, so I'll definitely pay attention to that and and be able to congratulate them when that happens. But um, on Friday and Saturday, uh, I'll definitely watch. Uh, I told my, uh, my parents that I just wanted it to be my mom, dad, and my two sisters. Um, I didn't want to make a big deal about it because I mean, I've heard stuff, but I think you and you guys and I both know that with my circumstances, um, uh, it's really, there's really no telling where I'll go. And, and I'm at, I'm at peace with that. I mean, I definitely, um, know kind of my situation and, and why I might be a, a red flag for some teams or, or why some teams might want to take a chance on me. So um, come hopefully late Friday or, or, th- or um, Saturday morning, I mean, we'll see what happens. But um, I think I'm, I'm just kind of expecting the unexpected at this point. But uh, I, I definitely just want to do it with my family, and um, I, that's, that's good enough for me, honestly. Yeah, and Mary Jack Sitchie. 
Wisconsin Badgers linebacker here on Bucky's fifth podcast, the Kobasa King Sports Extravaganza. And, you know, when it, you're saying you have a piece and, you know, you don't know where you're going. And I mean, when it comes to the teams that you've spoken with, I mean, how are what have you heard from, you know, your time in the combine uh, from talking to teams to, you know, uh, just, you know, doing these workouts, like how are the teams envisioning you when it comes to, you know, in their particular defenses? Um, I, I, from who I've talked to, it's, I'm definitely a, uh, an, uh, uh, either a, a will in a three, four or a will in a four, three. Um, and then as far as kind of my history and what, what they think I can do, I mean, luckily for me, it was, it was just an ACL. There was nothing else that happened. Um, so I'm, and I'm, especially with the progress I've made, I'm extremely confident in my medicals and what I was able to showcase to the doctors and the teams that, um, while I've had injuries, it's, they're, they're not a red flag and, and I'm not, um, a, an injury prone guy. I think I had a couple kind of freak or, or bad luck incidents, but I definitely think that, um, I've, I've helped myself and helped to assure teams that are, that are inquiring that I'm, uh, I'll be ready come, come May and, um, August training camp. I was going to ask you real quick too, Jack, like, do you remember playing that Iowa game with one arm? Like, what do you remember from that game? And I remember watching it. I wasn't, I wasn't able to cover it there live, but watching on TV, like, what do you remember from that game? I mean, I mean, you, you were still playing well into the third, third quarter. I mean, like, is it, you know, I was going to say, is it pretty crazy? I mean, what, what are your memories that you remember from that game? Um, I don't remember the pain. It was pretty painful, but I think I was so, kind of stubborn and still a bit naive at that point because I had gone 21 years without an injury, without a serious injury that limited any playing time in high school or in, in my early college days, I, I was um, injury free. So I kind of assumed that it was, it was nothing. And I, if I just finished the game out, it would be good come the next Saturday. Um, but I mean, I, I remember all of it and it was, um, definitely a rude awakening when I, when I got the news, but I think that was just part of me growing up and learning. But um, honestly, like I said, that was the first real injury I ever had. So it was, um, it was definitely uh, kind of a sobering moment. And with that too, you know, Jack, it's, you know, uh, when it comes to looking at some of the players going into the draft and, you know, that are your former teammates, you know, Natrell Jamerson, Garrett Dooley, Leon Jacobs, Austin Ramish, Nick Nelson. I mean, there's a long list of Badgers uh, for, for this year's class. I mean, what do you see out of, uh, for Natrell, uh, you know, and Joe Ferguson, for example, like where, where do you see them? You know, you've played with them. What do you see from them that, you know, at the next level that what, what could help them, uh, you know, secure an active, uh, you know, NFL roster spot? Well, first, I think Natrell helped himself greatly at the combine. I mean, he. He's, he's very physically gifted, and I think that that um, really is going to kind of propel him up boards uh, more than people think. But I think that one thing that hopefully um, people are taking note of in the league is, is kind of what you're going to get with Wisconsin players. Um, and I think that that is going to allow guys this year and, and in years to come to get a foot in the door. And once they get that foot in the door, obviously the opportunity is what they make of it. But I think that that – getting that foot in the door is going to be huge and it's going to give more, more guys um, from Wisconsin who are hardworking guys and, and really learn to love the game of football 
it's going to give them opportunities that they're going to take advantage of. Jack, aside from your teammates, uh, what's what are a couple things you're going to miss about this the city of Madison? Just um, really the environment. I mean, you can say how you, I think everyone who's listening to this, who's maybe visited or, or lived in Madison, knows the atmosphere in the summer and how that's really unparalleled, just kind of sunny days and obviously the terrace and, and just a feeling when you walk around. And then in the fall and the, those feelings around game days and kind of there's a, a buzz in the air when the, when the team's doing well and then, it, it kind of goes into the winter, even though this winter has seemed like it's been lasting forever. Um, like you got, you got the buzz around the basketball team and you got just things always happening in this town related to university that, that really make going to school here so much more of a special experience than maybe somewhere else. And I think that that's one of the things that I'll, I definitely have noticed and that I'll definitely, um, miss being able to experience. Um, but I, I think it definitely, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think that no matter how long you're here, I, I still think that you're going to look back and think the time flew by. I mean, I, I definitely think that I have, um, I've had a great experience and I've, I've had countless memories. But now that I'm kind of having one foot out the door and I'm, I'm just about gone, it's, it's um, a, a awakening that you, you when you're here, you never really think it's coming. And, and I guess that's being a little naive and, and wanting to hold on to it too. But I think that um, just kind of the overall atmosphere and aura around Madison are some, is somewhat inexplicable. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your favorite restaurant that you that here in town right now? Um, I, uh, I've actually started cooking for myself a lot more. But, I mean, I like, uh, I like steak, so I'll go Tornado Room or Rare. I like sushi, so I, I like I like red. I mean, um, I like I like Trader Joe's. I like Whole Foods. Uh, Hy-V has um, has been nice to me. I, I'm I'm a fan of of all things culinary. So wherever I can kind of get my hands on, it's good. Excellent. And uh, one more one more thing in terms of a fun question: what it, What's been? I talked we talked to you about this right before we started recording it. But what in terms of roommates is there a favorite prank or, or a prank that was done to you by your some of your former t- teammates that became roommates uh during your time in madison um we uh back in a couple apartments ago we would all when one of us would be playing video games or watching tv or something sometimes we'd, we'd pull the plug on the wi-fi and, and just to this easy going stuff like that, I guess it sounds kind of lame when you say it out loud, but it can really kind of piss someone off if they're in the, in the middle of something big. Um, so we just like to keep it uh, easy going with that sort of stuff. But I mean, I definitely am going to miss rooming with the guys and, and being able just to, to kick back with them. But I guess that's something that we're going to have to make time for in the future. And I look forward to doing that. I remember you those got, days back with Halo, by the way, doing that to our friends back in uh, the LA up, up in Chadbourne, Jack. Like we did that all the time, yeah. and yeah, good times, good times. They would get mad. <laughs> you, you know what? What's interesting now is your journey keeps going, Jack. You know, obviously you play football, then you start out in high school, and you're the low man on a totem pole, and you become a top player. Then you start at Wisconsin as a walk-on, and you make it all the way to the to the precipice. And you got one more journey. You're going to be a rookie. Um, and then, obviously, from there, you'll grow into a veteran. Um, but uh, 
you got to be excited about, even though obviously you're, you're kind of starting out from the bottom with a new team, the journey has to have been very, very rewarding for you. Absolutely. And I think that it's really as, as a rewarding as you want to make it and as how much work you put in, that's usually the results you're going to get. And I'm, I'm excited to, to be able to start down low again and kind of keep my head down and, and work my tail off. And then honestly, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm going to do it with no regrets and I'm going to try and do it to the best of my ability. Jack, it's great talking to you. It's been a pleasure covering you for your time, you know, in, in Madison and covering you as a Badger and also having having you in the book on, on Walk On This Way, man. We really appreciate your time tonight and just uh, covering you, and uh, we wish you the best of luck in, in your NFL future, and we'd love to keep in touch, man. Thank you. You guys have a good one. I appreciate the opportunity. Big thanks again to Jack Sitchie joining Bucky's fifth podcast and, and talking with us. We'll get an article up based on that conversation later this week. And then also big thanks to Joe Ferguson for coming on the show too and uh, being part of the Tuesday podcast. And it was a great conversation with with both. And, you know, hopefully we're going to have some more coming up before the NFL draft, which is just about a week away, folks, once you hear this podcast, which is going to drop late Wednesday night. Thursday morning. So uh, lots to get into there. Also, uh, just some recruiting. Let's talk some recruiting real quick, right? Uh, before we get into our conversation, we're going to end this with a conversation with Joe Rudolph that reporters had yesterday, which is Tuesday, uh, and him talking about just who stood out so far during spring practice and just some of our questions that we had for him. Uh, but first, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but Marcus Graham, three-star athlete from Mount Holly, North Carolina, committed to Wisconsin on April 6th. And, uh, you know, obviously three stars by the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And someone that did not commit uh, was Steel Chambers, four-star Running back, linebacker from Georgia, committed to Ohio State just tonight, which is Wednesday evening. And also Noah Potter, a defensive end that also visited recently for Wisconsin. He did uh, not, uh, I think it was John McNamara that reported that too, that he did uh, uh, visit. You are now looking at, uh, you know, he, they both committed to Ohio State. Uh, and then Other news, though, on top of that, you're also looking at um, – a three-star defensive lineman, according to 24-7 Sports and Rivals. It's uh, Itanoza. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Uh, Itanoza Rubin from Kansas City received an offer from Wisconsin this week. Uh, Rivals reports that Missouri, Arizona State, Minnesota, Notre Dame, Purdue, among others, have offered him. Uh, should be interesting to see if they can get Rubin up to Wisconsin for a visit. And... From John McNamara, a little bit earlier on Wednesday evening, uh, you know, Badger Blitz noted, you know, high three-star running back Julius Davis was hearing from the lakes of Alabama and Florida State. Uh, again, an in-state product from Menominee Falls, a high three-star kid, really talented, should be really interested uh, in, you know, and how he develops further, uh, you know, especially his senior year being an in-state player. But another one from this class of 2019 that really is getting national attention on a new level, and this class could be really special. And we'll see what happens next uh, for the next set of uh, Badgers who could, you know, future Badgers uh, going forward, and, and who commits for this class of 2019. So stick it with Bucky's fifth quarter going forward, and we'll give you the what we know, the best updates we have possible. 
But for now, let's go to Joe Rudolph uh, to end the show here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. When it comes to the offensive line, and like maybe even Tyler, like Tyler Beach or some of the young guys, Logan Bross, I saw maybe getting some reps at was a right tackle today. Like how mm-hmm. is how are those you know the redshirt freshmen progressing in your eyes on that line and, and from you know what you're seeing this spring? Um, I think probably the, the, you know if you look at the spring and say okay, what are the bright spots? Is it the, that whole group has they've gotten a bunch of reps? You know because some of the other guys being out. Um, Guys like Bruss have had a chance to uh, to really get valuable reps with guys next to him that knows what's going on and the communication's clean. And same thing with Tyler Beach. Same thing with uh, with Caden L- or uh, Caden Lyles, and same thing with uh, with Seltzer. All those guys have gotten those types of looks. Smith back and Fenton. They've all been in in those kind of situations where I think they got confidence with the guys around them. But they're like as important a reps as you got during the day. So I think we had a chance to get a pretty good evaluation. Of it. You mentioned in December about needing somebody to step or wanting competition at left tackle. Uh-huh. Have you gotten uh, what you wanted from Cole so far, I guess, this spring? Yeah, except the the, the uh, competition part. You know, like Tyler's trying to push and, and um, you know, he's doing a good job, but I think the real competition is going to come from uh, as we get along and we get we get that depth, I think I think Patrick will be competition. I think Dieter and Dietzen will both be competition at left. And I think I think we need that type of fight there and figure out the best five to get on the field. Has Danny been showing you some, some good things this uh, spring at quarterback and kind of maybe seeing him pushing Jack into the ball here at all? Danny's done some really good things. I've been excited with with all the QBs. I, I really have. Um, I think uh, the thing you see with Danny and Jack is um, di- what they need to work on is completely unique to themselves. You know what I mean? There's there's some carryover from one to another, but they're they're different body types, different things they need to work. But I've seen really strong positives out of both. But I think where they leave off in th- in the spring and where they start as we get into fall camp, th- that'll be huge. That's a great opportunity to improve over that period of time and. With the reps that they've had, I think you can come away with it with a pretty good knowledge base of exactly what do I need to work on to get better. Joe, you got almost everybody back on offense except obviously Troy and Austin. Ignoring statistics for a second, what were some of the most valuable things those two guys brought to the offense last year that you will have to make sure somebody fills that void this year? Yeah, I thought um, uh, I'll start with Ram. I thought Ram uh, brought uh, – um, he brought a, a toughness, and um, he and he really worked into that. Like his senior year was his best year, you know. And I think he brought a playmaking ability to that spot. I think the combination of that made that personnel group real. You know, when 21 went in on the field and we had a fullback in the game, he was a threat as an athlete and he was a threat as a blocker. And I thought that was that was pretty good. You know, that 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 made that different. Um, so we we need that out of uh, out of Alec, which I he'll I'm he had a really good spring. Like I'm really excited about where he's at, and um, I feel good about him. And then Troy, you know, I think in the same way he brought a physical nature to blocking, and he wasn't afraid to rap or be the point of attack. There wasn't an assignment you were afraid to give him. And then obviously he brought playmaking ability. And I think if you're going to play in those personnel groups, if you're going to run an offense like we run it, then those pieces have to have a, a great combination of physical presence as blockers, um, ability to be consistent and accountable as blockers, and then be able to make plays. You know, and, and 
that's why you use them. That, that's why that's a, uh, a fun group that makes run and play action pass real. Can Xander give you the physical presence, presence excuse me, once he's back healthy? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about Z. It's a shame he's not in spring because, you know, with the volume of reps he's had, he's had at tight end, I think it would have been great for him. But I know Z, and I know how he works, and I know his mindset, and, and he'll be ready. But he definitely gives you that presence, and I think he gives you a presence of a playmaker. I think, uh, I think that's – I don't think it has been underestimated. He's made plays last year, but I think that, you know, there's a chance for that to be more in the spotlight. Troy was able to play all three spots. Right. Yeah, yeah, he played all three spots at tight end. Absolutely. Do you have anybody right now that you? Think yeah, I would say um, I would say Z was a good mix. I would say that Penny's probably the guy most natural, be an H, a Y, a fullback if you needed. The third tight end is a U, like whatever you need. I think Penny's really played all those roles already. Where Z would be more of your your Y or your fullback type of guy. So yeah, I think there's some good flexibility. Coach Turner does a great job kind of cross-training those guys and helping them develop in different roles. So, yeah. What's the next step for Penniston in terms of making plays? Not necessarily catching the ball, but being a guy who blows people up, being a receiver, being yeah. consistent. I think that's it. I think you just hit it, consistency. I think we've seen all those pieces out of Kyle, and now it's can I be accountable play after play after play? Can I get it done? And I thought he's had a really good spring. I thought he's uh, attacked the spring with that type of mindset. But I do. I, I think it's I think it's consistency, and then I think it's the opportunity to be consistent. You know what I mean? He's been and he's had roles, but he hasn't had a role where we've counted on him play in and play out over and over and over again. And we will this year. Like there will be in that situation. And so I think he's had a really good spring, and I think it's what he needs to build off of and be ready to have his best fall camp. When it comes to Jake Ferguson, how you know how do you see him? How has he progressed? But also. Where do you see him come fall camp, and, and do you feel like he can get those fall camp reps and, and translate that into production? I, I do. I think based on his playmaking ability, I, I see someone that has earned reps in the fall, and the, the, his ability to contribute to the team will be based on his consistency. You know what I mean? Like I think he has a uh, – for as good as he is and for the plays that he makes, I think he'd tell you just the same. He's got a maturity that he still has to reach, a maturity from the field, from seeing things, you know what I mean? Just uh, just fighting through things at the time, you know, being that physical presence each play. Um, but as a young player, watching him spark and shine and do stuff, he's really, really excited. Again, he's gotten such great reps this spring that he's going to have a great opportunity to say, okay, here's who I am as spring ends. Who do I want to be when I walk in the door in fall camp, right? And I think he'll take a great step there. I think it's a great chance for him to feel all those pressures of being in there, you know what I mean, and go, okay, now I'm going to have to get this done. What do I need to do in this period of time? So I think it's been a great spring for him. Um, with, I guess, a similar question with you know some of the true freshmen with Aaron Cookshank and Taj Mustafa. They yeah. got a lot of rank reps. I know Jack Dunn has as well. Right. Do, you, do you see, like, I know there's – a lot of depth at wide receiver, but even with injuries, do you see that Aaron and Taj getting more reps during fall camp too, and, and working their way? Uh, in? I do. I think for what you just said, you know, we we um, we have we have depth, but you don't know how quickly the depth gets down to who we need, you know. And and I think Aaron's done some really good things, and I think he's fought his way to say, look, man, I need to be 
I need you need to take a long look at me in the fall and earn reps. And I think Taj has fought through some things. There's a lot of learning. Like you get you walk in the door, I don't think you expect to be every <laughs> rep. You know what I mean? And he really has. He had his best practice last Friday. You know what I mean? And you like that out of young guys because you don't know when it's all going to click for them. And so seeing him continue to get better is exactly what you want to see. So I'll reserve comment until we get through all of spring, and Friday will be a good day for both of them. But um, I would say Aaron right now is you're looking at him saying, okay, I, I can see a role for him as soon as this fall. You know, so we'll, we'll see how it finishes up. We are going to wrap it up here on today's show, another edition of the Bucky's Fifth Podcast. This week, big thanks to Jack Sitchie. Best of luck to him. Pleasure covering him. Since I've been covering the beat for Wisconsin, you know, for for Bucky's fifth quarter for, for a few years now, best of luck to him. It's been a pleasure covering him along with for the book, Walk On This Way, the ongoing legacy of the Wisconsin football walk-on tradition. And on that note, folks, just, uh, you know, first off, like us on Facebook on Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Follow us on Twitter at B5Q. For me, at JCocoB5Q. You have to also, we want to make this the best podcast out there for Wisconsin Badgers fans. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Tune in on the TuneIn app. We are on there as well. And just honestly, uh, give us ratings. Let us know what we can do better. Give us feedback. I want to know what we can do best uh, to make this podcast as as seamless and in in the best quality that it can be. So on that note, folks, I'm going to let you go. Wrap this up quickly. Thanks again to Jack Sitchie. Joe Ferguson for coming on and talking about their NFL journeys. And we're going to have more hopefully coming up in the, in the next week. Uh, and also recap spring ball. We still haven't talked basketball recap either. And I know that, uh, you know, we'll see if there's potential grad transfers on the way there. So hopefully we'll get a basketball podcast going on too. But until next time, guys, take care, be safe. If you're in the Madison, Wisconsin area with all the snow, uh, in Wisconsin in general, just with all the snow we've gotten this week, uh, be safe on the roads. Y'all take care, be good, be well, and we'll catch you next time on Bucky's Fifth Podcast.